0: Hello and welcome to the Walk and Love podcast. I am TJ. And this is where it would say I'm Brooke, but Brooke is not here today. Um, A lot of tenderness in the voice this week. And so I am writing solo, at least for the intro. But then last week I got to record my friend, Dr. Josh Straub. Um, You've heard us talk about Dr. Josh on the podcast many, many times. This conversation that we have is just loaded with incredible wisdom and insight from Josh. Um, So I definitely recommend that even though Brooke, the better half is not here, that you still uh, listen in because I think it's a lot of great stuff uh, that Dr. Josh has to say. The collection is also live. um, So we have a few more days left to shop the summer collection. And uh, we just appreciate all of you that do shop that. Um, We always say that we don't do ads on the podcast and we don't do sponsored posts because you guys Shop from the collection so well. So we ask that you would support us that way um, if the podcast adds any value to your life in any way. Um, So yeah, we really appreciate that. And as a special bonus to you as a podcast listener, we um, have a special code for you. The code is buttclench, which... The messages that you guys send us like of a screenshot like saying how much how excited you were to use that code are just like top-notch we love them yeah butt clenches the code b-u-t-t-c-l-e-n-c-h all one word obviously um and if you listen to last week's episode you obviously know why if you are like why are these weirdos making this code go back and listen to the last episode but without further ado uh this the recording is is pre-recorded so i'm just going to say thank you for listening and thank you for making this part of your week and enjoy uh, this interview with Dr. Josh Straub. All right. So today we are talking to my good friend, Dr. Josh Straub. Straub? 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 Straub. Straub. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I probably should know how to say your last name. Um, But... I met Josh through a men's group that we're in called Integrated and he has so many accomplishments but I'm just going to list my friendship accomplishments with him because like reading the bio is kind of I don't know you you've heard your bio enough times so Josh has added an extraordinary amount of value to broken eyes life without even realizing it just by some small tidbit course correction things he's shared at this group integrated. Um, and we've talked about them here. Uh, one that we talk about quite often is the chair behind. Brooke and I use that language all the time in discussion and communication. And then the other is, um, the 15 minute check-in at the end of the day, which has been super valuable to Brooke and I, as we learn how to love each other. Well, Josh and his wife, Christy just wrote a book called famous at home, which I absolutely hundred percent recommend. I'm about this much through. It's one of those books where I feel like as I read it, I'm like, okay, I can't just bulldoze through it. I have to actually think about it, and so that's why I'm only this far through because every after every chapter, I'm like, okay, I can't just go on to the next. I really have to think about what that means for me and my family. So, Josh, thank you for being with us, um, with me. Um, you were so we, you know, Brooke had voice surgery. We were unsure how strong her voice would be for the podcast luckily it's been strengthened but i was like in sort of panic mode on who i could interview and you were the first person i wanted to interview so thank you for being here
1: well that is a massive honor so thank you thank you for gosh the way you've championed us and yeah the message that we're we believe god's put in our heart to promote and uh it means a lot and i'm so grateful that you guys you and brooke have uh been uh, seen the fruit of some of those things. So it's, it's just an honor to be with yeah. you.
0: Um, so why don't you just tell people, like, I, I've talked about you on the podcast before I call you Dr. Josh and I tell everyone that he prefers Dr. Josh, which is a total lie. You just want to be called Josh. Um, yeah, but true. tell that's people like <laughs> gifts, give, give some, <laughs> give some people maybe like a more traditional background on like, your qualifications and kind of what you do for a living, because I just talk to you, talk about you as a friend. And so I don't necessarily include all the like fancy, like I don't have any fancy words after my name. Like it's just, hey, it's TJ, you know, the walk and love love guy, but you have, you know, some more uh, fancy terms.
1: Well, and I'm just Josh, the famous at home guy. So at least that's at the end of life. What I hope my family is saying about me is that I was famous at home. Um, which is what my wife and I, Christy, uh, and I do. We have a a podcast called Famous at Home, and we're both trained counselors uh, by trade. Um, We kind of got out of doing the counseling thing uh, a number of years ago as we started really identifying in our own family um, just – and a lot of this, is, is, as you've read in the book, like a lot of our brokenness came in our early years of our marriage, not anything marriage-related. It was like we were fine it was that our greatest opponent came into our marriage weighing eight pounds and one ounce. Like our babies were very difficult. We struggled mightily in those early years. And having a PhD, I started, I love research. I love studying research. And I wanted, we were struggling in those early years and I wanted to go back and find like, what is it that really matters as it relates to like how we raise our kids? Like at the end of life, like if I'm I'm a grandparent, I'm sitting in my rocking chair, I'm looking back through decades, like what will have really mattered? You know, is it, you know, Did I spank or not spank that I, um, you know, do a time in or a time out that I breastfeed or not me breastfeeding, but you know, my wife (laughs) breastfeeding or bottle feeding, are we co-sleeping? Like all of these things that we worry about as parents and everything that I found at the end of the day, came back to this idea of emotional safety in the home. And just this idea that every major outcome we desire, our children getting married, staying married and loving their marriage. Um, you know, getting good grades, um, having a career that they love, having a faith that sticks. Every single one of these things linked back to that idea. And so it just started changing the way that we started helping families. In that process, uh, I have a crisis response background, and we were getting a lot of phone calls of leaders in in crisis. Um, And so we started looking at, like, what is, what, what as parents, whether we're parents, whether we're leaders, whoever we are, We all have this chase. We all have this thing that gives us a dopamine bump uh, in our brain, you know, likes and followers on on Facebook, Instagram, like all these things like, you know, your fans, whatever it is, you have a thing that gives you a dopamine bump that's sitting and playing shoots and ladders with an opponent that has no idea which way is up and which (laughs) which way is down that that, that doesn't have the same effect. Right. It's like, so what we end up doing is we end up prioritizing. We give our best outside the home and we give the rest inside the home.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: the, and this whole emotional safety thing, linking that. So I do a lot of it in emotional intelligence stuff and emotional safety stuff with, with organizations, military and that type of thing, especially when, when we're not physically present as often. And, and just this idea of how do we create the quality of the home? What does that look like um, when we prioritize and we're famous at home so that we can step out into the world and allow God to really use our platform in a way that serves Him and builds His kingdom.
0: Mm. Well, I think that was worth the uh, ten minutes or five minutes right there. You brought more heat than sorry. Uh, <laughs> it takes Brooke and I uh, an hour to do, so that was awesome. Um, yeah, and I think like w- you know, w- one thing I so appreciate about you is like. You deliver this, like, cause it's intense, like emotional safety, emotional well being. That's like an intense topic. It's a topic that I feel like is hard to talk about. Like, it's almost like you even need permission to talk about the hard topic. And mm-hmm. I feel like what you've done with the book and what you do when you teach it integrated is you deliver it in a way that is, is very easy to digest. And so <clears throat> our audience, um, comes to Brooke and I mostly for laughs, you know, like mostly just to like, I, I don't know. I feel
1: that's what I come to you for as my friend. Cause I tend to take life too seriously and, and you are like, I need TJ. <laughs> I need more of TJ in my life. That's that's what I do. I need to move to Hawaii.
0: Well, I, I've been trying to convince you to come visit. So that offer is still a hundred percent on the table. we got plenty of room. Um, we're ready. Our, your once kids my two year old is <laughs> a little, once
1: my two year old's a yes. little bit. Yeah. We're, We're coming once they can watch a full movie,
0: like on an airplane, then you're like, I can travel anywhere,
1: but it's like that in between where you're
0: like, Oh no. Um, and so I, I think what we, we like our audience oftentimes is like, how do I do this? How do I like create a space of emotional safety for my kids? Or like, we'll, we'll have, we have like a wide variety of listeners. We'll have singles and married, no kids and married with kids. Um, and so I, I would love to hear like, how do we as parents or as future parents do this well from the beginning? Because like you, uh, you know, we struggled with this at, you know, um, and I've read, I've read the parts of your book, like your your kid, your babies were a lot harder than mine. Like we have, we've had one hard baby. It seems like you've had all of them. <laughs> and so yeah. I understand that were, yeah. just like a little glimpse of that you know, yeah. where Sunny was our, our challenging one and, and still actually remains our uh, passionate one. Um, but like, how do we do this well from the start? What are some like just practical? And that's what you're so good at is just giving like practical tips on how to do this well.
1: Yeah, no, thank you. And I, I think, you know, whether you're single, whether you're married, whether you're about to have, you know, you're, you're about to have, you're married, and you're about to have children, but you don't have children yet, uh, or you have children, I think, at the end of the day, it comes down to us. Um, I can sum up all of parenting research into one primary conclusion, and you'll have to wait to the end of the episode. That way we know that you're listening to the entire episode for me to say <laughs> it. Uh, no, I'm just kidding, I won't do that to you. Um, uh, you can sum up all parenting research into one primary conclusion, and that's that our kids become who we are. Our hmm. kids become who we are. So I was just at, a, I was just at a, um, an event the other night for our church, and we, it was a group of us, kind of marriage leaders within our church. They were going around introducing themselves. And it was so fascinating to me because these are marriage leaders who have lived 20 30 40 years of marriage really well um sometimes it wasn't well they had issues going on um you know some of them were restored marriages that type of thing but it was fascinating to hear people say that their adult children like how much they admire there was one woman in particular she's like my husband is the closest thing to jesus i've ever met on this earth and i was like Mm. just to hear her honor him the way she did publicly but then she said, and my kids are like him. And I was like, mm. that's, that's what the research shows is that our kids become who we are. And so we don't like the word parenting as much as we like the word becoming right. to describe what it yep. means to raise children. And I'll say this if you're single or you're married and you don't have kids yet. I don't know that there's anything – and I'm not saying this in a negative way. I don't know there's anything to prepare you for kids um, right. like other than taking care of yourself because you just don't know until you're in it. What yeah. it is you're experiencing, and I will say this too: marital satisfaction. I was just talking to a couple about this yesterday. Marital satisfaction dips the lowest; like it, it is the least your marital satisfaction in the first eight years of of, of life for your kids. Like when your kids are in the first eight years, that's when marital yeah. satisfaction dips the least. So, yeah, that's when marriage trouble tends to hit, right? And so, just keeping in mind, like you and your spouse are your greatest teammates. Uh, you're not each other's enemy. There are opponents. That's why I prefaced in the beginning, like our greatest opponent came into our marriage weighing eight pounds and one ounce. What we, where we struggled was we made each other out to be the opponent. And when you're lacking sleep and all that other stuff, that's, that's where you can get it, get sideways. And so what we have found to be the number one, most practical thing you can do is just really find what it is to take care of yourself, uh, to show up as the best version Mm -hmm. of you. And this is decision one in the book. And it's, you know, for me, I realized like when I wake up in the morning, I have to work out. So I wake up now at like 5, 530 in the morning, depending on the day. And I will yeah. do a workout and then I will spend time with Jesus before anybody's out of bed. Because what was happening is when I would wake up at the same time as the kids, it would, I felt like I was behind. And even in my tone yeah. of voice towards Christy or my tone of voice towards the kids, I was not showing up well in the atmosphere of my home. I wasn't creating an atmosphere of love and abundance. It was more of a poverty yeah. mindset because I didn't have enough time already to start the day. Um, for Christy, yeah, she decided, I, yeah. yeah, go ahead, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I, I feel that, you know, just like, I, m- unfortunately my kids are early risers. They get up at the butt crack of dawn um and so it definitely takes like an extra even more effort which i'm just like just sleep in like it's so great i wish i could do it um (laughs) but i i i like i agree with that and and something that brooke and i have talked about this year specifically is like hobbies and finding hobbies that you're passionate about and not hobbies that you want to share and get famous for but just like hobbies that you like genuinely like we call it loss of time joy And, and, and what I've noticed is like, for me, that's been painting this year and it like the, the, uh, the, the outcome of it has been like, it's shocking to me. Like, I'm just like, how is this? Like, this is not advanced. This is like, I'm just having fun. I'm just creating. And like Brooke and, and, you know, Brooke, like, and and I like sharing about things. So, so, you know, I'll post photos and stuff like that. Brooke is like on the other side. She's like, I, if I never had to share again, I wouldn't, um, but hers is like, she's making bracelets. And so when we sit and watch TV at night or just are sitting after the kids are in bed, she's making bracelets. And, and just these two like small, what you would see seem insignificant hobbies have just like filled us with life. And I find myself with just a little bit more patience, just a little bit more understanding, just a little bit more tenderness. um, And, you know, towards my girls. And I just like, I, I, you know, sort of mirror what you're saying that it's just like, it's kind of incredible. And I think that there's like a cultural, like self-care, you know, like lay lay around at the beach, which I, I don't know if that's necessarily what we're talking about, but I think, you know, it's just this idea of like being healthy and not like being selfish. um, And it's just, yeah. I mean, I, I can't say well, enough about it. And what
1: we find too, you, you guys are perfect examples of this. I mean, when you start, I remember when you started painting and what it, just seeing you do it is just, and that's everything. And I think what you're talking about is creating habits, you know? Yeah. True soul rest is, and, and we know this through integrated, just the whole idea of Sabbath and Shabbat. Like, You mm-hmm. want to find ways that you can truly have soul rest throughout your days, you know, for and, and and it might look like a hobby. It might look like getting up early, you know, for Christy, she started. And by the way, so now I implemented this one thing in my life that has become a habit. So now yeah. I change how i ha- how I show up as a better version of me. Um, it, it It just is always evolving. It's always creating new rhythms into who I'm becoming because I want to become, as I said earlier, our kids become yeah. who we are. They need to see us growing. You know yeah. for Christy, it was as simple as she just you know, when she doesn't feel good about how she looks, she she projects that onto me. And so, mm. you know, she just said, I just don't. And, and you know how it's hard to like say, Christy, should you be eating that as her husband? Right. So, um, that doesn't always go well. So, um, is that so not a like, good so, thing? I, I don't think so. At least it wasn't for me. Every t- every um,
0: now and then I'll joke with Brooke and I'll be like, is, is that what you're going to wear? <laughs> just... yeah, it's just... always funny to me. It only lands about 40% of the time. I,
1: same, same with me too. Um, and, and that's that's funny because i know you and i love doing that uh talking about that um, i just <laughs> ways that we try to get our wives to laugh but they don't find so appreciative
0: yeah
1: um no <laughs> but yeah these don't land but but for christy like she just decided one day she's like i just don't want to eat any more sugar and it was an easy like if you see me eating sugar you have permission to tell me to stop eating sugar or ask me should i be like so it was an easy black and white like i can actually do that i had her permission And she stopped eating sugar and it changed how she saw herself because, you know, it was just, it was, Mm. so find what it is that works for you to show up as the best version of you. The other thing that I would say about this is this, find your trigger. We all have a frustration tolerance in our lives. And it can, Mm. like the other night, so we have a two-year-old who isn't feeling well and he was up through the night, and he got to a point where – and I have a pretty high, long fuse. Christy will admit that her fuse is a little bit shorter. I have a pretty long fuse. So I know that when my fuse is out, it's it's not good. Like that's what Christy said. She's like, right. your fuse is out, yeah. it's not good. It was the middle of the night. He was awake. Yeah. And it wasn't that he wasn't feeling well. He got defiant. Like he wanted to watch. He, he, he he like – He wanted milk. He wanted crackers. He wanted like he was wanting everything except to sleep and fine and and screaming to the top. And I just was like, I had to take him in, wake up, Christy, and be like, I'm done. Like, And I think it's important (laughs) to know, even if you don't have kids yet, where is your frustration tolerance level? What is sending you over the edge? Because you need to identify what sends you over the edge now so that you can start – putting rhythms in your life to help you build your frustration tolerance over time. Because the more people you add into your household over time, like it's just, you, ha- you just have to be aware of it. It's, it's emotional awareness yeah. for ourselves is what it is.
0: Yeah. Like for us, it, for Brooke specifically, it's like getting out the door and you know, like the, 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 you know, with little kids, it's just like shoes, you know, sandals, yeah. like you just get just let's just go we want to go everyone's excited to go but it takes forever and so yeah her thing is i'm not in a hurry like she has to tell herself that over and over and over again i'm not in a hurry um for me it's like anything with cooking food for the kids it's just like I, i i would be like a doordash parent if brooke didn't exist because it's just like not my thing and so but I just have to remind yeah. myself like you got to feed them like and and, and knowing that that's yep. a trigger point for me, I can kind of like, you know, tense up. Or But but if I know I'm just like, OK, I just need to relax and talk myself through this. I'm like labor breathing while making chicken nuggets and and people might not think it's a big deal. Some people <laughs> like food is no big deal. But like, you know, it, it's weird. It's just like there are different I'm, things for us that, you know, I'm, send yep. us into like, a you know, tense.
1: And, that, and, mm. and 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 what, what, that's where you make your loved one the opponent, is when you are overwhelmed, a lot of times what ends yeah. up happening is you'll take a small passive-aggressive comment or something they didn't do that you expected them to do. Um, I have a friend who tells us, you know, they lead um, one of our leader's heart cohorts with us. She'll always say this. She said, expectation um, is premeditated resentment. And it's like, okay, mm. if I have an expectation of Christy and she didn't meet it and I didn't I didn't identify it it's all it's going to come out resentment at some point like it's just the reality yeah and i think if we're not doing well or we haven't identified what our triggers are we haven't built strategies into creating um you know for me like i mean an example of that i'm the same way with you with food it's like it's like do our kids ever not eat you know it's like constant (laughs) like it's mind-boggling to me it's either snack time breakfast lunchtime yeah. snack time dinner time <laughs> middle day snack time i'm just like it's bedtime snack i'm like yeah do you kids not like what the world and so for me yeah. i'm like i'm i'm finding ways because i know that it's coming i can change how i show up in those situations yep. and also not feel like i'm putting the burden constantly on christy to do it but right. that i'm coming around her i'm supporting her and so now we'll cook together we'll do dinner time together we have a family Rhythm where we're you know the kids are even putting the meal together they're finding their own recipes so our two oldest are old enough now where they can join in that and so we're we're creating family dynamics around meals around stressful events where it's like okay let's do this as a family make it fun rather than stressful
0: yeah and for like for the food thing like it's such a silly example but like you know we do we do Friday night family dinner Saturdays are Sabbath and Sunday we call is like set up for success Sunday. And it's like, if we miss a Sunday of grocery shopping or Costco or whatever, we feel that later in the week. And so like, back to your point about habits just being so important. Mm -hmm, So good. And just like that rhythmic living of family, you know, like I'm not as stressed making lunch for the girls if we grocery shop and plan well on Sunday. Um, And so, yeah, it's just like, it's so crazy how it just like, you you see these tiny little decisions and and that's one thing that I really loved about the book is like and Brooke and I ended up having this long intense conversation. So thank you for that. Um about I tend to do that like for you, you guys. talk about I your what it. <laughs> yes, it's amazing. And I love it. Like I, I, I say that sarcastically, but I really like it's so strengthening to our marriage and we've figured out a way to talk about hard things without talking mm, harshly. That's good. You know, and that's, that's been good. really yep. beneficial. And so so the, you know, the one, the one part of the book is like, where's your pain point? Um, like, you know, and you talk about that. And for us, I was like, all right, here, here's where I think it is. And for us, it was like, I, I felt like I wasn't stepping up as a leader because Mm -hmm. I was always concerned of like, you know, well, that makes like, we're in the, you know, we're in this, you, you said it the first eight years of kids, you know, our oldest is seven, um, of just like, how do we, and, and we work for ourselves. So I'm here all day. How do we balance this? You know, where Brooke is good at what she does. She wants to do what she does, but her time is also taken by the girls more than mine is. I'm getting like I'm getting this satisfaction from creating and planning and doing all this. And so we had this really great, sort of intense conversation about like, how do we balance this and how do we find where we are best at? While also, you know, because we don't want to, we don't want to, we want to homeschool our kids. Like we have some like real things that we want to do with our family. Um, and so I would love to hear like any sort of advice on like, so, so what you have these pain points and for ours, it's that. How, how do we balance work? How do you get to work while also raising a family? And we just have different responsibilities and different, you know, in this, in this early young kid life. I would love to hear, you know you talk about sort of the pain point process and what that looks like or what that may look like for people because i think a lot of people just avoid it and we just like shove it down as far as it can go and then yeah yeah explosion in extreme frustration like how do you avoid that and how do you talk about pain points in a healthy way um you know would be would be i think super beneficial to our audience
1: and i'm really grateful you asked that question because i wanted to to go there like in the sense of like The reason we do what we do is yes, there's practical things here, but our heart is for people to go deeper. Our heart is for people to not live like on an on an emotional intimacy scale in your marriage. You don't want to just live a humdrum kind of six out of ten marriage. Right. You want to live at an eight, nine, and ten. You know, and and really be connected and feel like you're championing one another. And so I'm glad you asked that question because. I think we avoid it because of shame. I think we avoid the pain points. I I know me as a man, like everything you said, I resonate with. We work together. We homeschool. We're home together. Like we work for ourselves. Like all of those things, our lives are very similar. Um, And so when a pain point comes up, when Christy brings a pain point up, I, there are times I take it, even though I'm Dr. Josh, (laughs) this is why I'm just Josh. I take it as a personal attack Because I'm like, oh, I'm not living up to being a great husband or being a great dad when Christy brings up a pain point. And so I try to avoid it because of shame, right? Mm. And so when I – but you have to recognize that you do that. You have to be able to have conversation around, I feel ashamed right now that I haven't been leading well. And this is why I'm avoiding this conversation. Yeah. Like, you know, and and, and a lot of times that comes up because Christy's like, we we still haven't talked about this. Like, this is – and I'm going – yeah, this is why we haven't talked about it because yeah. I am identifying, but, but we can't, um, we have to be able to, and, and you talked about this in the beginning, you have to learn to develop emotional vocabulary. You have to be able to develop, and that's why we wrote um, What Am I Feeling, which is a, a kid's book for kids, even with a pull yeah. out feelings chart for kids to identify and look at, here's what I'm feeling today. Uh, because in a, in, in a busy Western society that's driven on success, built on success, and the next thing and the immediate, we don't take time to process emotion. And God didn't design us that way. He designed us to be able to look at our emotion because that's our here and now experience. We're experiencing emotion in the moment. And if we can't identify that, we don't really write a great story in our lives or it'll eventually catch up to us. Proverbs sixteen thirty two says, uh, patience is better than power and controlling one's emotions than capturing a city. Well, you can capture a city, but if you can't control your emotions or identify them, they control you and you'll lose the city. You'll lose the business. You'll lose your family. Mm. You've got to be able to identify and label emotion in order to survive. And, and that's why I tell military a lot, uh, You know, a lot of these men that I get to have the privilege of training, their job is to, their job is to capture or kill. Like they, they train all day, every day to capture or kill. And the very thing they're trained off to survive on the battlefield is the very thing they have to learn how to turn back on to survive when they get back home, Right. which is why this idea of emotions and emotion language and emotional intelligence resonates with them is because they want to be leaders at home too. And so for all of us to be mm-hmm. able to, and, and we do this with our kids, you can do this with your spouse, you can do this with a friend, is rather than doing a high and a low for the day, sit down to the dinner table and identify one positive emotion that you felt. What was, was I joyful, yep. happy, content, excited, glad? What, what positive emotion did I feel? And then one uncomfortable emotion that you felt that day. So what was one, you know, maybe anxious yeah. or rejected or jealous identify and label that emotion with your family or with your spouse and tell the story behind it because what it'll eventually do is it'll help you see into the heart of your spouse it'll help you to see into the heart of your kids and it gives you context for when they do hit a trigger or their frustration tolerance goes off you're not overreacting to their reaction instead you're responding to their reaction because you are calm enough to be able to enter into their world because you already have an idea of what might be going on in their inner world.
0: Yeah. And you know, we've talked about this before because you know, you gave, you gave that talk at first integrated <clears throat> 15 minutes at the end of the day with your spouse, Brooke and I do a pretty good job of doing that daily. Um, and I, I I'll say this at first it is painful like it is not a yes that's a good point fun. like thank you not, for saying not that, that it's yeah. hard but it's it it's like yeah. uh, you know I, i'm a seven on the enneagram everything is disneyland to me like it is fun and happy and so like what's your most positive emotion of the day Pfft, easy i could talk about that all day that's no problem what's your hey. most negative emotion i'm just like i can f- i could feel myself like just like oh. <laughs> You know, like I couldn't even look. I, I remember like the first couple of times we did it because I came up an integrated and I was like, this is the one thing I want to do because I know I need to do it. And I could feel myself just like physically like closing off. I couldn't even look at her. I'm like, we've been married. We've been through so much together. And this is hard for me. And I was like, to me, it was just like a light bulb moment of like, wow. Like, because I wasn't mirrored. this. Like I have great parents. My parents did an excellent job but they did not talk we did not talk about emotions growing up
1: right. and so
0: and,
1: and most parents didn't it, it, most of our parents didn't yeah. they didn't have they didn't have language for it like nobody yeah. in so many homes and, and 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 not to blame them for that they weren't trained how to do it they right. were not raised in homes that did yeah. that. in fact they were raised by parents who grew up in, during the great depression like it was all about survival it wasn't about how you felt yeah. um it it just wasn't an option and so you know i think What you said is so important, by the way, as you were talking there, I had to mute myself because as you were talking about being an Enneagram 7 and positive emotions, the ice cream truck was coming by our house, (laughs) blaring the music just so loud. I'm like, oh, my goodness, ice cream. Um, But uh, but what you said is important because it it will feel awkward at first, especially if you've never had the chance to do it. And it may even be worth having the conversation with one another about what did you learn about emotions growing up? Um, yeah. What is it oh, about the way that you don't share? Cause then you have insight into why the other person maybe isn't feeling comfortable with it, but then also even having the conversation of going, Hey, I want to understand in your world, when do you feel unsafe with me? And when do you mm. feel safe with me? What is it that I do that makes you feel safe? And what is it that I do that makes you feel unsafe emotionally? Because even yeah. having those conversations, now you're starting to go, okay, but you have to listen. This is James 119. Be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry because human anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. I think those are the most two sanctifying marital verses in all of Scripture. Yes. Um, but I just start there. Just start having a conversation on emotions. And then yeah. realize like this isn't you sitting down across from the table and just looking each other in the eye and saying how are you feeling like Christy and I do this while we're unloading right. the dishwasher we do this while we're cooking we do this there's you don't have to make it awkward and the more you practice yeah the easier it'll get
0: yeah hundred percent like it has become part of just our like our life you know like yeah we can so tell I'm the so question, glad to hear that TJ you know. Yeah. Like, how, how's your, like, you know, for us, it's like, how's your day going? And and that question isn't just like, oh, it's good. How's yours? Like, we know that what that question is asking. And, yeah. and, I'm, and I remember yeah. this specific moment early on when we started to do this, where I was like, this, this is it. This is like, it was like that light bulb. Like, here it is. Brooke told me she felt regret. And I was like, I've never heard, you know, we had been married for, I don't know, nine years at that point. And I'd never heard her say that word. And I was just like. Okay, there's a part of my wife's heart that I have not ever heard, that I've not ever accessed. Wow, and it was like so this convicting, good. powerful moment of like, what else have I missed? Like, not, like regret is sad, you know. There's there's the, the, that there's hurt there, and so like, you know, do I, I want to comfort her in that hurt? But I also like, okay, if I'm missing that, there there are other parts of this heart that I am missing, and so it gives yeah. us the opportunity to explore each other's hearts, and then you know. And and while we're doing that, we become one, you know, we're, we're becoming one more. And so that when trials come, when voice surgeries come, when those things come, we now have this foundation of like, we are safe in each other's hearts because we have explored and we, you know, like, I, I feel like, you know, we, we moved to Maui and we, we don't really know the Island very well. And so like, as we explore, we'll feel, we'll, we'll know this beach is safe. This one's not don't go in the water when you see that because you will get crushed by a wave. And it's like, that question has allowed us to do that emotionally. And, and I'm just forever grateful for you for that. Just like that, that just that tip, because it's just been, you know, for
1: us. Well, and that's, and kudos to you because her ability to say that she felt regret meant that you were safe for her and you're just continuing to build that safety. So, I mean, it's just, and that's what it's all about. I mean, and, and imagine your kids, your girls watching how safe you feel with one another, how safe that makes them feel. It's just, you're, you're creating yeah. the atmosphere. It's amazing.
0: Well, I, I mean, thanks to you. I mean, I just like, I just can't thank you enough. And and that's why I wanted to have you on. Um, because you, you've just been such a blessing to us. And I want our audience to know you and to find you and to be able to listen and consume the the stuff that you're creating mm. because it's been just invaluable to us. So I, I well, told you, you. I'd take 30 minutes, so we're, we're out of time. I could talk to you all day, um, well, yeah, and I we'll will when you come visit us and stay with us in Maui. Um, but and we will what and we pe- will do it.
1: We're here. I'm we're just going to start
0: texting you like flight links, Google flight links, like huh? There. It's, there's a nonstop. It's cheap. Um, I just wanna so get where can people to, yeah. find you? Where can people find you? What can people like, you know, you, you've got the book, which I totally recommend. You got the podcast, you know, give people this, the spiel. Where can they find yeah. you?
1: I mean, famous at home.com is where you can link to all of the stuff, the book, the podcast, everything like that. And then I'm on Instagram. My wife's on Instagram is Joshua Straub or Christy Straub. And then we also have the famous at home Instagram as well. That's where we tend to be. Um, but yeah, famous at home.com.
0: Yeah. And if you're an organization, like, do you, you also do, like, organizational leadership? So, like, if someone yeah. is listening and they have, like, a big organization, yep. can they reach out to you for Absolutely. that kind of stuff as yep. well? Absolutely, yeah. So, or? I do a
1: lot. Yep. So, in fact, in, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be flying, um, doing some work with Chick-fil-A. Um, in fact, for the next couple of weeks, I've got some Chick-fil-A stuff. So, I do a lot of work with Chick-fil-A. I do a lot of work with Joint Special Operations Command in nice. the military. So, there's a number of different organizations and things even here locally where I'll go in and just talk to teams um about emotional intelligence and how to create that atmosphere where you're really championing your team well one thing i love about chick-fil-a is they're Mm -hmm. you know one of the things they say is we serve we serve chicken but we're in the business of people and so they just really honor Mm -hmm. their people and their team members and how they build um how how they build their 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 organizational structure and 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 the culture which is so huge and so that's a we we also do that as well so yeah yep
0: yeah and uh, there's one coming to Maui I can, it's getting built and I see it every day and I'm just, I'm ready. I, I'm, People ask I'm, what we miss most. And it's like, I miss my family and I miss Chick-fil-A. And, like, Chick-fil-A. The, <laughs> and I'm not sure which order they're in right I now. Was just it depends on the day. When, <laughs> are
1: you like, yeah, which order are they in? That's,
0: <laughs> when I'm in charge of lunch, there's definitely uh, one that is higher mm. up. Well, here's um, the good news. Your well, thank you.
1: Some, they, the good news is your grocery day is on Sunday. So you don't have to worry that Chick-fil-A once it's open, you don't even, you won't get sidetracked. You'll be able to get your groceries and then you'll have your week all set in place.
0: Yeah. We'll be able (laughs) to. Well, Josh, thank you for being with us. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, You know, if you, if you love what Josh is saying, buy his book, go listen to his podcast. Like, you know, he's just incredible. His wife's incredible. Um, and yeah, we just really, really thank you. Thank you. I think here's yeah. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Okay. I love you. Bye.